0: Welcome back to Joy of the Eucharist, Advent with the Holy Family. A daily daily retreat. retreat. Reminder, this is uh, a nice step-by-step Advent retreat with the Holy Family, coming at you from St. John the Baptist in Edmond, Oklahoma, trying to draw us all deeper into the mystery of this Advent season and help us to appreciate Jesus' birth with joy, joyful anticipation, and with great celebration when it comes. So, Our topic today is weird. What is As it? Most of them have been. We've had a little <laughs> weird patch, huh? <laughs> we boring day. <laughs> we
1: have. Uh, uh, what was the other one that was really weird? Boring. <laughs> scorn day of, of the people. Oh yeah. scorn of the people. Boring day. Of pregnancy, and now the big one. Oh, man. So <laughs> it's exciting! Going to rock your world.
0: The census. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. So the census. There are some critics of Christianity or atheists who try and find poke holes in Christianity who take issue with the with this line of Luke and say, well, if it came from Caesar, we know the the different decrees that Caesar put out, and doesn't seem to match up exactly. And Quirinius being governor of Syria, Quirinius didn't become governor of Syria until after. Jesus was born. How can this be? We're not going to deal with in depth with those other than when you look at the Greek, um, that when can mean either when or before Quirinius was governor of Syria. And oftentimes in the ancient world, the decrees would go out from Caesar, but take several years to actually accomplish throughout the entire Roman Empire, because it was pretty big. I
1: feel like you've already shot that down. Yeah, so 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 it's pretty
0: big. So um, there are plenty of scholarly, well-researched articles that, that... have it all make sense that yes this census was called by caesar augustus and believe it it meant that all the prophecies all the fulfillment of prophecy of the old testament that the christ was to be born in bethlehem was accomplished right so i think that's pretty incredible that god is so powerful so omnipotent that he can use this dude caesar in rome kind of a bad guy you know dictator uh trying to take over the whole world, Mm -hmm. but he can use even the Roman Empire um, to prepare the way for the coming of the Messiah and to fulfill prophecy.
1: So what's the deal with the census in the first place?
0: So in the ancient world, Caesar rulers would call for a census for two reasons. One, so they can tax everybody. Give me all your money. That's right. And this reminds us of the scene later in the gospel when the Pharisees come to Jesus and are like, should we pay the the tax to Caesar? And Jesus is like, who's on that coin? And they're like, well, Caesar. And he says, render unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. So for those taxes Mm -hmm. that are collected. And then so they can raise an army. If they need to press people into service in an army, they need to know what people they have, how many people live in a region. Um, and whether or not they can force them, make them, to join the army. And so Caesar's intentions were, I don't know, not great at best, but God used even his, um, you know, kingly intentions to bring about great good. Because Caesar had conquered most of the literate world at the time, it prepared the way for the spreading of the gospel. The Roman roads actually what made it possible for the gospel to spread between places Ooh, so quickly, good. right? Mm. The common language, Latin or Greek mm-hmm. at the time, Koine Greek was a, a common language throughout the entire region. So the apostles could spread the good news in this common language. And there was a genuine peace. We call it the Pax Romana, um, when Jesus was born so that the conditions were uh, stable and enough that, uh, he could be born in this time and in this place, and his um, life and death would play out as it did. So
1: so even when people are doing evil things and accomplish their evil things, God is still there yeah, working it all for our good.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's that really corny phrase that, that is true, but that I don't like, is that God is the only one who can write straight with crooked lines. Super corny dad (laughs) phrase, but it's true. It's true. So even, um, you know, sometimes we we will look at the power players of the world or we'll look at the stuff going on around us and be like, God, where are you?
1: Our culture does not do that. We are in so much peace. No. How can We we never despair with what's going on with our leaders. Yeah. It's all good. How
0: can (laughs) this person be president? How can this person be governor? How can this person... Be pastor, (laughs) (laughs) Lord. How could you allow these evil things to befall us? You know, Um, and we don't know or we don't trust that ultimately it is God who is in charge. And even if the president is bad, or even if the governor is bad, or even if there's a one-world government seeking to take over the the entire world, then it's
1: all going to be okay. God will bring a greater good
0: out of it. But
1: we tend to obsess over this stuff.
0: We tend to obsess. And that's why
1: there's the 24-hour news cycle because we are just eating it all up.
0: There's a whole industry that just wants to sell us despair, a whole industry that just wants to sell us on fear.
1: And we're buying it. We are. That's what we're we're doing. We're turning on the TV, opening Mm -hmm. up the news sites and Mm -hmm. consuming all of that instead of... God stuff, And it's stuff. the first
0: time in the history of the world where we can know the news.
1: Oh, we just know too much. We don't need to know all this from all stuff. over
0: the world. We know every word the Pope Francis says. We in know what every good movement is in Israel and Ukraine Eish. and and it's we can we can Stresses bring good out of it. Out. We can pray. We ought to pray. But if we can't do anything about it, what use is it, is it in there your circle to, of influence? To, right. If it's not in your circle of influence, you don't have to just completely freak out about it. Um you pray, you hope, you don't worry. You entrust it to God's providence. Padre right? Pio. Yeah. So um, no matter who's in charge, no matter what the circumstances of the world around us are, God is provident. God is in charge. God will bring greater good out of it. God used even Caesar and this census to bring about one of the most miraculous, beautiful, the most miraculous and beautiful birth ever, ever to And happen. then to
1: spread the gospel. I yeah. love that, what you said about mm-hmm. the roads.
0: Yep. So uh, stop watching cable news, start seeing the injustices around you, things you can actually do something about, and um, preparing your hearts for the birth of Jesus, who is provident and, and can bring good out of any circumstance.
1: Father, something that you say a lot is, the only response to world craziness is personal holiness. And it's true. Mm -hmm. It's just true. It feels like it's nothing, just praying, just being good, just getting closer to God, just sitting in front of the Eucharist. How's that going to change the world? But it is. Mm -hmm. St. Catherine of Siena did it Mm -hmm. by just loving Jesus.
0: Mother Teresa said, if you want to change the world, go home, love your family.
1: That's so hard. Mm -hmm. That's the hardest. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. So let's meditate. What are we going to pray with? You're right. This is kind of a weird one, praying with Caesar, a pagan. I think we can pray and and realize that God's providence, his power runs through all space and time, all people. He's Lord and King even of those who don't recognize him. So let's take a deep breath. Let's just imagine Caesar in his palace all opulent,
1: and feeling so important. And the
0: powerful. holy family in their poverty, so poor. And Caesar puts out this edict as a powerful exercise of his own will. Kind of being a jerk. Being and happy being about
1: it. being a happy jerk.
0: Yeah. So happy, happy about, about, being, about being, a being a jerk. But unbeknownst to him, in this poor outpost of Nazareth, in this little town of Bethlehem, God is using even his own will and bending it to be part of his divine plan, the tapestry of salvation.
1: So there are Mary and Joseph just going along in their saintly lives, packing their bags to follow the emperor's edict. And then kind of zoom out at a whole scene. And think of God in his mighty hand, guiding everything, all of that evil. And his plan for good is overcoming all of it. And now think about your own life and what are those big figures in the world that are overcoming your peace, You're letting the stress and the worry and the anxiety of their evil decisions affect your life. What do you need to detach from? What could God be calling you, asking you, inviting you to let go of?
0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.